Welcome to Crunch Time. It's Riley Trombley and we are other. Liam Burke. Liam, we have a fantastic topic today. We are going to talk about. We're going to talk about Indigenous people in hockey today. Yes, it's remember very, to, very exciting topic. Remember to tune in every weekend, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be back right after this break. Boom. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, you? Okay. Doing okay. Alright, so we're here today to talk about uh, indigenous hockey players in the NHL and, and other sports leagues. Uh, so we're going to talk about two people today. Fred Sasakunos right. and Carey Price. Both very, very important figures. Sasakunos. So yeah, Fred Sasakamus was a uh, he was born way back in the thirties and he was a pretty much the first uh, the first indigenous person in the NHL. Which is which is really impressive. But um, growing up he had a pretty pretty tough upbringing. He was born in Saskatchewan on a reserve with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of other First Nation people. Mm-hmm. But the thing was that smallpox was rampant back then. You know, I so, haven't heard much about smallpox nowadays. Yeah, I think it's been eradicated. That's but crazy. Back then it was it, a real issue. Because I feel like when I was younger, people were always still talking about smallpox like it was a big deal. But I don't know, maybe it's just me. Yeah, it's killed it's killed a lot of people. But uh, he was taken when he was. Uh, six years old or nine years old and he was taken to a residential school as with many other kids back then and there he was raped he was used all these terrible things and uh, despite that he played for the school hockey team he was introduced by a priest which is actually that's uh you know it's very similar yeah i was literally read my mind i was just about to say that sounds a lot like indian wars yeah so this priest got him a scout at 16 and the scout recognized his talent and uh he joined the the higher ranks he was moved to a to another hockey team which is incredible because even with all that right terrible stuff he he's gone through he's still yeah exactly he still succeeded and he he joined a team called the moose jaw canucks you know and sorry sorry to interrupt you liam but the mm-hmm. Moose Jock the next wasn't the team in Indian Horse called Your, the Moose. It was called the Moose. Yeah. Um, so they, was, they took inspiration what, from this. From this. Oh, story. so the book was based off his story, Fred's story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Learn especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he, he played for the Moose Jock and and he played fabulously. He was the MVP of the uh, the team. He scored scored a bunch, assisted. You know. But then he was invited to the Canada Junior Hockey League. Wow. He, he played there. He uh, he was drafted into the Chicago Blackhawks and played against the Bruins uh, one game. And then after that, he came back for another 11 games for the Blackhawks. Wow. Before moving back to the juniors for the rest of his hockey career. But yeah, it's so, he's, a, he's a trailblazer for first yeah, time to do this, pretty much. Something I remember. I heard something about him. Uh, he got like a salute um, 
Yes. In 2017 with Edmonton. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, the hockey game, the Blackhawks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, they paid tribute to him. Exactly. Yep. That was nice. Yep, so he had a he had a pretty good hockey career, and after that, he, um, he dedicated his life to the community. So... He at first he became a bound counselor, a band, sorry, a band counselor for the Cree Nation at Takakup, some uh, some place there. And he spent, he actually spent a term as, as chief of the Cree Nation there. Oh which wow! Is really impressive, yeah. Yeah. So he was he was a big part of the community. And you said for how long? For six years. Six years. Shush. Yeah. And he uh, he created sports programs for indigenous. Uh, youth to help them uh, get into sports, you know, because sports are great for children. And he actually received the uh, the member of the Order of Canada, which is a medal awarded to exceptional contribution to Canada and humanity. So this wow. uh, Fred was just an outstanding. So so how's he doing now? Like, uh... Uh, he he passed away back in November he, after catching uh, COVID nineteen. <clears throat> COVID. And that's, yeah. Even, even true. There's only 30 people at his funeral because of COVID. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prime like, Minister Trudeau was there. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. And service him as a trailblazer, a survivor, yeah. and a leader. Yeah. But he was uh, he was appraised. Yeah. Um, how did this? How, how did this help uh, the goalie Carey Price? How did it help him? Well, Carey Price. Um, a lot of people didn't know this, um, mm-hmm. but as a hockey fanatic, as myself, I kind of pride myself on the hockey information I have stored in. Some people would say it's useless. I like having the knowledge. But Hawk, uh, Carey Price, well, he was born in Vancouver, but Carey Price was also Indigenous. His mother, yeah. Linda, is a former chief of the Okeechobee First Nation tribe. Yep. Which yeah, is, crazy. yeah, and so... A lot of people don't know Carey Price as indigenous. His way, his manner is like the way he acts off the ice and on the ice is so calm. It's just he seems like such a nice, relaxed. Yeah, seems guy. Like very, yeah, exactly. I agree. And Jerry Price was drafted by the uh, Philadelphia Flyers in the eighth round. Oh, really? Was uh, they don't have the eighth round anymore. They have the seventh round. But uh, you know, at this time, there's not as many teams in the league. Uh, he yeah. was drafted in 1978 NHL amateur draft. So he was also a goalie. So he kind of got inspiration from his dad uh, to, you know, to become a goalie. Um, yeah. Jerry never played in the NHL, but he did play four seasons of professional hockey in various leagues, like the AHL. It wasn't named the AHL at the time, but AHL is basically the minor league of the NHL. So it's pretty yeah. impressive, regardless you know, that, yeah. that he made it there. Yeah. Uh, now, true or false, I'm going to ask you a quick question. True or false, Carey Price okay. has a sister. Oof. I'm going to say that that's true. It is true. Kayla Price is his sister. I did not know he had a sister, but related to yeah. Kayla Price and his siblings, his relatives, his second cousin, his yeah. fellow ice hockey player Shane Doan, Shane Doan, hockey legend within the Winnipeg Jets community and the Phoenix slash Arizona Coyote. Uh, communities, and they'll, they'll tell you all about him. Uh, also, yeah. it runs in the family, doesn't it? Yeah, like his. So the goaltending, like you said, runs in the family. Um, when it comes to his on ice career, it's controversial. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten our sack guy Matt to pull up some stats here, and his mm-hmm. first 
Uh, first few seasons in NHL, first two seasons were average. He was uh, he was near the league average. It wasn't wasn't great. wasn't horrible. Uh, but then he really started to peak in 2011 and yeah. 2011 and 2012. He recorded some great numbers as well as 2013. He had a, a little bit of a stoop, like a bad year in uh, in 14, but got it right back in 15, 16, uh, 17, and 18 mm-hmm. season. Fantastic stats. And so people will tell you that's why he's one of the greatest goalies. To have those stats is an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. He's won several awards. He's won already the Hart Trophy. He's won the Jennings Trophy, Vesna. Vesna is for the best goal oh, in the gosh. league. And the Ted Lindsay, which is uh, typically associated with uh, a good story. Um, well, I think that he's uh, he, he just shows he's like a, a source of pride for the right. indigenous people. You know? Yeah. And uh, so a lot of the controversy, so I read you the good stats, a lot of the controversy, if, you, if I had asked you that season 2016 to 2017 season people would say oh yeah he's undoubtedly the best goal in the league but this is the point where people started to you know kind of kind of doubt him is in 2017 to 2018 season he only had he had below league average save percentage and uh, the year after he bounced back he had another great season but then after that he had another you know a- average season and the team didn't really accomplish much that year and this season the team is doing much better. However, again, his his percentages is down. So that's where people will tell you that he's uh, he's not uh, as good as he used to be. Well, I still think that it's it's a big accomplishment, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think I think he's going to be solidified as one of the better goalies in the league for sure. Yeah. Uh, one second, Riley. We have a caller on the line right now. It's Scott McIver, and he wants to ask about Ted Nolan. Hi, uh, my name is Scott, and I'm just calling in because I heard about a coach named Ted Nolan. He's an Ojibwe, and uh, he was fired back in 2015. And I'm just curious, what happened, and what are your thoughts on it? So that's a great question, Scott. Uh, Ted Nolan. Now, Ted Nolan is a... Uh, Ojibwe Canadian, uh, and he coached the Islanders from 2008 to 2011. He coached, coached the Buffalo Sabres. Now, uh, when he was hired at Buffalo, uh, they kind of were projected to not be a very good team. Um, and he was one of the lighter forces of that group. He would, uh, you know, you know, be upbuilding for the team, uh, even though they they were tanking that season. You know, he he was uplifting to all the young guys and. He, uh, he got fired from the organization because the organization didn't want what like what he was doing. They wanted to get a higher draft pick, and so he was fired because of that. Now, you know, surely it would look like a team would pick him up, but no team has picked him up at all uh, within that five-year period, six-year period now. And so a TSN recently had a series, and they asked him uh, with uh, with Nolan, and they said, do you think you would still be in the league right now if you were a different skin color? And he said, absolutely, yes. And I mean, there I would probably have to agree with him on that. I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't be coaching in the league. And you look at some of the other coaches in the league, there is no way he should not be a coach. Uh, so great question, Scott. And uh, thanks. That was, uh, that was some great points he brought yeah. up there. And 
I think it's, I think that's good. Good message. Now, you know, it's a real shame that there's not as many indigenous people in the hockey leagues. Yeah. Considering their skill, like you said, with guys like Fred. Yeah. But anyways, that's all we have time for. Thank you for listening. Great shot. Fantastic shot. Yeah, great shot. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, it uh, has. Tune in next week. Same time. You know where to find us. We're going to be discussing the NHL North Division playoff race. It's only getting spicier at the moment, folks. And there's so much to talk about. The Sens, how are they making a push? Are they making a push? And Montreal, are they going to be able to hold on to that last spot? Thanks for listening and uh, tune in Make next Make sure week. to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at CrunchTime. That's one word. And yep. uh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Peace.